Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Welcome everybody to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ. How y'all doing today? I am um, looking forward to talking to you again. It's been a minute, and whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. dude, 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 what it's, the fuck? What, You're not gonna what, intro me? Who's that voice? I don't, I don't rec recognize that voice. It's your fucking hetero life mate, Rico. You fuck, Rico. Where the fuck you been, dude? I have been going through so much crazy shit. Like yeah. you, you got like you have an hour. Like I got, I got some shit. Don't to tell we you. always? <laughs> Oi. Okay. So first off, I got to get a shout out to the one and only Stephanie. Yeah. We celebrate our first year anniversary as a couple. Yes, yes, it definitely deserves applause. No problems. Uh, this, this is you know because she. I'm sorry. You know, that sounded like I was spanking off for a second there. It's not what I was doing, but it sounds not bad. I wouldn't expect anything less from you, CJ. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, the, you know, we, as couples go, we're actually pretty much problem free. That usually happens in the first, you know, year. You know, it's it's a lot of getting to know each other. But apart from the fact that we live far away, it, it's actually been a very easy year, and cool. I'm very grateful that uh, she is my, you know, girlfriend. So, absolutely, I'm grateful too because she keeps us in line. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, if you'll if you'll indulge me for a second, I'm going to talk about uh, the 26th of August. 26th of August 26th was not only our anniversary, but it was also Arts Memorial. Oh wow! Okay. For those who don't listen, Art is the person we uh, you and Dustin eulogized in the Pour One Out special episode. Um, your coworker who had passed away unexpectedly and suddenly so just wanted to bring everyone up to speed so my apologies go ahead so uh the memorial was was not huge it was it was small but it was a lot of there were people from all over the world and the, the people that like there were people in italy and i'm like really and they were like zooming and skyping on computers with the camera facing the podium whoever was standing so all these people that couldn't attend from all the world could actually attend in a weird way. Wow. That's crazy. And that I know. Right. And it hit me in a weird kind of like feels because I was like, I knew art as a friend and as a manager of a video store, I knew very little about him on a personal level, especially because I would ask him, you know, like, you know, what he did was life. And he's just like, Oh, it just kind of didn't really give me anything. And so Steph and I are finding out all sorts of shit about how he was like kind of responsible 
for I mean, I'm I'm not phrasing it this way. Some like a lot of people phrase it this way, how he sort of pioneered being a black nerd on the internet. Wow. That's pretty cool. Like he because I guess, you know, being African American on the internet is sort of looked down upon in the community for some reason. And he was like, fuck that. Let's let's you know, he was he was a big computer geek. And he was just like, I care about black issues. Why can't I? he use the internet as a tool? Like essentially, there would not be uh, promoting uh, African American studies or anything like that if it wasn't for art. And you know I'm just going to give you a little. What? No, I, I just and it's going to sound like I'm making a joke, and I'm really kind of not. I just it just had a thought. Because we both follow Mark Bernard on Twitter, right? I know I do. You do too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should tweet yeah. Art's name at him and see if it registers. I'd be curious. If he's that impactful, I'd be curious to see if Mark knows who he is. Because Mark keeps his finger on that kind of stuff pretty tightly. So, Not to mention, uh, Art was like a published author. And I didn't know that either. Oh, wow. I didn't. Yeah. There you go. But here's the weird thing. And I'm not really revealing anything. It's just like. One of his relatives came up and said, you know, I knew him as Randy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Was fucking Art's name not Art this whole fucking time? Was his name Randy? Or is Randy a nickname? And I and that that was also another wake up call where I'm like, I don't maybe I didn't know Art as well as I thought. Maybe he was in the witness you know? protection program. Maybe he was just a horny guy and went by Randy. <laughs> There's that too. Um so they're, they hand out the, the memorial pamphlet thing. And so I'm going to read the back, which was sort of participatory. CJ, you don't have to participate, but I'm just going to read. These are all uh, Art's words. He was a weird kind of like radical poet. So all love for the people, no love for bullshit. Art McGee in his own words. And it's titled Quantum Blackness, a litany of the everyday brilliance of Art McGee. Caring whether people like you is liberalism. Caring whether people do right by your uh, materially is radicalism. Black people need to stop caring whether others like us and start forcing them to do right by us. And then this is where the, the uh, audience had to chime in and say, revolution is a process, not a singular event. Fairness would be cops killing and abusing white people as frequently as they do black people. Black people would continue being dehumanized, but at least we wouldn't feel singled out. Justice would be abolishing the police as we know it and reconceptualizing the idea and implementation of public safety. Black people would no longer be dehumanized and white people would finally be human beings. So he's kind of being controversial here, but, you know, I, I see his point. And then no, he, he, says, sound, he sounds a little bit like a radicalist, and I don't mean that in that terroristic kind of way but more of just like right. drastic change type of way very much so no, I'm uh, very um me and and if anyone gets offended by this comparison i apologize in advance but malcolm x x ish in that yes. kind of level uh, yeah um revolution is a process not a singular event i wonder if the incredible societal changes that are occurring as a result of gender and sexual nonconformity can one day help us guide us guide us towards a rejection of static national identity, not merely in terms of personal declaration, but in the material and political realm, such as nationality, 
no longer has any influence over life outcomes and borders cease to exist. Hmm. Revolution is a process, not a singular event. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. What kind of total totalitarian pan? I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Panosyptum NSA surveillance bullshit is this. That that <laughs> okay. cracks me. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's uh, re- very revolution is process. It seems very nonviolent extreme is what it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people always confuse the brilliance and clarity of black thought with anger, bitterness, and a lack of empathy. To speak the truth has nothing to do with not caring. We speak the truth because we do care too much. The greatest fault of black people is that we care more about humanity and the concept of universal humanism than those who supposedly conceived of it. Remember when everyone around the world was flying red, black, and green flags and saying that we all were, we are all black after that church massacre? No, neither do I. Revolution is a process, is a process, is a process, not a singular event. So that was like a whole other fucking side of art that I'm just like, oh, shit. You know, it's funny, and and I mean that in the ironic kind of way, not the ha-ha kind of way, that when you were reading that, you know what it immediately took me to? And I don't know why. And it really does sound like I'm making a joke and I'm not. But it just took me to a scene from an, an old 90s movie, Under Siege. And and um, Tommy Lee Jones' character, that, that extreme he was. And he's like, revolution. That's the beauty about revolution. It keeps coming around in your face. Like I, that. That's where it took me to was that, that moment when he's talking about that. I don't know why. And I'm not. I am not trivializing Art's words or what he stood for, but it just takes me to that moment for some reason. I can understand. I think the key word is revolution. Because yeah. when everyone's, especially in a movie or in a speech, when, everyone, when someone says revolution, you're like, oh, now I'm going to pay attention. It's got that impactful weight of a word. Definitely. Definitely. Um well, that's I'm glad. Well, first, I'm glad you got to go, and you know, I know you showed your your tribute to art in your own way with what we did here. But I'm glad you got to go and and be there with a bunch of other people. Did you tell me you spoke at the thing a little bit? I did. Uh, I I was the second speaker. The first one was actually my boss, and my boss is the one who actually found art. Right. You remember? I don't know and, if you said that on the episode, but I remember you telling me. He's the one who basically revealed to the world. And, and I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, my boss, he, you know, he has been a big help. Uh, you know, he was the one who contacted Art's family. He's the one who uh, post broke the news on the internet. And, and he was there helping clean up the apartment. And um, I got to give, I got to give him some love. Definitely. However, um, my boss, with, with as much kindness as I can muster, is, is, I, he's admitted this. He's not really a people person. and he's Not that he hates people. He just he gets a little nervous um, talking to people, especially at a big gathering. Right. Now, okay. it's, it's a memorial, so it's not supposed to, you know, it's acceptable to be a little dour and a little sad. Uh, but they were very adamant, like, this is not a funeral. This is a celebration of life. I like I those, to be honest with you, like. 
I get it. You're sad because somebody's gone. There's never a time when you do something like that where you're not sad to some degree. But I always say, you know, it should be a celebration of the person, not a moment to be upset. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's 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 a melancholy feel. Sure, absolutely. So I don't know if my boss was really kind of either aware or understanding, or if he was going through his own thing because. You know, he's the one who found art. So he started his speech talking about how he found the body. And we're and the audience is just like like very kind of like telepathically like, dude. Stop. Now the time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? And so he kind of like he kind of made us all kind of like relive that moment. So when it was my turn, I was like, okay, I need to amp this up. I need to make people laugh as much as possible. And I didn't want to make it like me Did doing you start a off with a joke? It started off, it, dude, the whole thing was a series of jokes. And it was blended with a lot of... Memory stuff, uh, yeah. Memories and, and some heartfelt, some sad, some... You know, I was I was trying to be quick. Uh, quick. I was only up there for like five minutes. They had a, a slideshow going on a projector in back of me. And... They throughout the, the day they were intercutting it with photos of art, and art had a very mischievous kind of smile. And I I can show you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like he had this just kind of like yeah, I see that. Okay, yeah. So I so I, I started my whole thing. I'm like, hi, uh, my name is Rico. I work in the, I work in the video room with with art. And I said, if you'll all indulge me for one second, I turn, I look at the the uh, the slideshow. I said. Take a look at that smile. Is that not the most mischievous, <laughs> I've got a secret, crying game smile you've ever seen? What is his secret? And they all started chuckling. And I said, go back to that photo where he's seven years old. They had a school photo for little art. Just right. like, and he had the exact same smile. I said, go back to that photo. I said, look at that smile. What seven-year-old has a secret? <laughs> That's funny. I was man. like, Art had some shit he was hiding, and I said, and the truth is, he was a complicated guy. He, I was hiding a lot. He, you know, he. I don't know if he was truly happy. He was in the witness protection program. That's my. I'm sticking with that. He was in the witness protection program. That's why they knew him as Randy. I'm just saying. Or maybe or, <laughs> it was cousin who was Randy. Well, we okay, all knew well, then That's Art. why you knew him as Art then, because he was in the witness protection program. But he published under the name Art McGee. If you're gonna try and fucking stay hidden, you don't fucking release. Well, a no, fuck. you you if your if your given name is Randy and you're hiding as Art, you can publish as Art. No one will know the fucking difference. Maybe he was like, my name is Art because I'm an artist. Yeah, I like my version better. You always do. <laughs> so uh, it, it went on for a couple minutes. I told some funny stories and. Uh, I, I here's the funny thing, not to not to drag this out even longer, but no, you're fine. Um, the the funny thing was is that because a lot of the people that knew him only knew him on the internet, some people didn't know what he sounded like. Okay, which such a bizarre concept. And well, so yeah. I, when I was on stage, I mentioned that I had done an impression of him to him, and I said I don't think he liked it. And they they all laughed at that. And then, so I, when I was done, uh, I had people coming up to me saying, "What did he sound like? Can you do your impression of him so I can?" 
it'll be the closest I can hear what art sounded like. And one woman uh, said, you know, he was a big guy. I imagine he had like a big, deep voice. And Steph and I just burst out laughing. We're like, no, not at all. He, he kind of sounded like this. And he just, you know, kind of up here. I always said that he sounded like Marlon Brando uh, going, you know, uh, you know, on helium. And I, and then I started riffing, and I said, "He, I said he sounded like he was halfway through pu- puberty." Oh Jesus! Like only one of his balls dropped. Ah. Oh. And I had, I, I mean, I wasn't saying this on stage. I was saying this to a couple. People. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay. They were like, "That is fucking funny. That's totally art." And they're like, "I can understand why he did not like that." And I was like, "It makes sense why he didn't." talk a lot because he probably did not like the sound of his own voice. I don't like but the sound of my voice and I do a podcast, so what's that tell you? Well, he was a writer. No, I get it, but I mean I, I hate editing our episodes because I have to listen to myself. But anyway, that's another story. Well, just do an impression of me. Yeah, I don't think I could. I really don't. Um, I don't. I had a friend of mine who did an impression of me one time and it was just basically like lowering his voice and saying fuck repeatedly. <laughs> That sounds about right, to be honest. I'm like, I sound like an angry chicken. Well, yeah, you kind of are. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, is that all you wanted to say about art? I want to cut you off if there's more you wanted to that, say. That's, all, that, that's basically it all about art. And then um, Steph and I went and got our hairs done. And, well, and um before you get into, because I want you to talk about that stuff, because um, I, I, your anniversary is important and Steph's important to the show. But since we're on the subject of death, I figured we could cover a couple of celebrities' passings that have happened oh, already. Yes, of course. Yeah. And then we'll double back to happier stories like your anniversary, because that's a happy thing. Um, so the sure. first thing I want to bring up is um, Senator John McCain, who had been fighting brain cancer for, I think, three years now. Um, look, I, he's a Republican. Yeah. I've been a lifelong liberal. I don't know if I could say I've always been a Democrat, but I've certainly been a liberal. And so I haven't always seen eye to eye with him politically speaking, but that man is a war hero. And, you know, he spent five years in the Hanoi Hilton as a prisoner of war during Vietnam, tortured like a motherfucker. Like, you know, again, I may not always agree with him yeah. politically, but what he did for this country, both then and in the Senate. I mean, um, I'll tell a yeah. very quick story about his last act as a senator, his last official act as a senator. I think he was senator until he died, but his last real official act was there was a... Trump was trying to repeal, I think, Obamacare for the eight billionth time or whatever it is. And yeah. it came down to the the vote and they only needed like one Republican to say no to stop it from being repealed. McCain walked into the floor, down where you would do your talking, put his hand out and thumbs down like they did in old style, like Roman times. Yeah, walked, that's exactly what I thought about. It's just and it kind of wavered. It's like uh, no, <laughs> and then and then just walked off, didn't say a fucking word. And that is so fucking pimp. Like, do your thing, man. Like, I may not agree with you, but that's some badass shit right there. <laughs> I I would 100% agree uh, with your thoughts. Uh, I didn't like him as a politician. Uh, a lot of what he 
advocated for, I did not agree with. Um, and but I do definitely. He was not a great politician, but he was a great man. Yes, and you know, uh, you know and, what? For for his side and what he believed, he was a great politician. We don't agree with his politics, and that's one thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. But he was he because I and I I know you weren't disparaging, but I do want to make sure he gets the credit words due because he was a good politician. And he and this is the point of telling my story about that vote. Regardless of where he lied, he recognized where things were wrong, even if he was on his side of the line like that. Right. And he was like, no, I'm not letting this happen because it's going to hurt too many Americans. And that is a credit to him as an individual and as a person. You know, he was a patriot. Yeah, I, and I, and I, I don't really when it comes to the word patriot or patriotism, I'm not really a big patriotist, patriarchal, patriarchal well, what's the word? Uh. I'm not a patriot, not really. I'm I'm Fair grateful enough. I was born American, but there, our country unfortunately has done too many embarrassing things. Yeah, not to mention what's happening currently in the past, you know, year and a half. Yeah, almost um, two years now. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to stir. I mean, yeah, I mean for years we we've we we've become yeah. a powerful nation, but we've also we have a lot of skeletons in our closet, so to speak. Yeah, no, and, and this every, is not... As every country does. You right, know? and this is not us getting all political. We really wanted to just yeah. give a minute to John McCain because, look, people die every day, and, and that's sad. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of them are politicians, and I'm sure they serve their districts or their, their states or the country well. But John McCain was above that line. He was, he was another level of... Paid, you know what I mean? He was an honorable man. He was absolutely, and and I got to be honest with you, I did not vote for him when he ran for president eight years ago or ten years ago, I guess at this point because of where we are. But I would not right. have been upset, you know what I mean? Like like I am about who's currently in the office. I would not have been. I would have been like, it sucks that our side lost, you know. But I wouldn't have been like as just. I don't even. I don't. I, you can tell. I don't even have words about how. Uh, not a press ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I would have been a little worried about paying my vice president, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, um, that was well, that was more of my biggest concern. Was like, well, now we know McCain would have lived through his presidency. He would have absolutely. That's, yeah. We, we were all concerned like McCain would have died, and then we would have been stuck with President fucking Palin. Who, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of both amazed and relieved that like she sort of disappeared yeah. a little bit because she was like on everyone's fucking radar around that whole time more so than she should have ever been allowed and i and i'm kind of conflicted about the fact that she hasn't really said anything publicly about his passing like part of me is glad because she probably would have said something stupid and inappropriate but at the same time like you were his vice presidential candidate. You probably should have said something. You know what I mean? Like that's the the back and forth about it that I'm on. You but, know. But that's that's that's. Can you tell me who Hillary Clinton's running mate was? Um. Yeah. Who was his name? Shit. He was a senator from Ohio. See, I can't think of his name right now. But see, that's my point. That's my point. Is that Palin had had more coverage than McCain, and she was a press a vice president. Uh, she was the running mate. Whereas like I could not fucking tell you who Hillary Clinton's running mate was. And I liked him. But right. he just didn't get as much coverage. I, you know what? Because to be honest with it you, was all, it was overshadowed by Trump. 
and I don't want to get into a whole political conversation, but to be honest with you, I didn't like him. Like, I, I still voted for her because I knew that that was the because best choice. Because that was the logical choice, yeah. Right. But I still didn't like her running mate. Like, I think she could have picked somebody much better. But anyway, that's not a conversation, not a story for another day. Right, So, right, right. I... Anyway, so just rest in peace, John McCain, our condolences to his family. I heard his daughter speak at the funeral yesterday, and it was heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. So... Um, my my favorite video or little bit of McCain. I'll I'll and I'll end my McCain talk about sure. uh, with this subject. Um, politically or not, whether I agree with him or not, I acknowledge that he was an honest, honorable man. Yeah. Because there's this video that's refloating around now. It's it's always been around, but it's now coming back to the surface a whole lot more. Which was he was at a rally. Uh, you know, oh, for his presence. Is this, for his I presence. think I know where you're going, but if it's what I think you're going to say, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. And th- and this racist fucking woman is given the microphone and she starts saying, I don't like Obama. He, you know, I don't trust him. He, he's a Muslim. And he just kind of like, no, 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 no. And grabs the mic from her and said, no, no, ma'am. And he does it with respect, which is yeah. like really yeah, admirable. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have been like, no, shut the fuck up. I would never qualify <laughs> as a good presidential candidate. Um, one of my friends actually, in a joking way, he's like, Rico, you should, you should run for mayor of Oakland. I'm like, what? Where the fuck did that come from? He's like, you're just an awesome dude. You got my vote. I'm like, all right. It was sort of random. Um, but back to McCain, he takes the mic and he just very respectfully just like, no, no, ma'am. Um, he, is, he is an honest father and husband. And good American. A, that was the other thing he said. He's a good American, yeah. 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 He's a good, honest man. He's a good American, but we just happen to disagree with things on a fundamental and personal and political level. Right. And that was, that was, that honestly is what campaign should be. Yeah. It was, it should not be how Trump handled it, which is bullying the shit out of people. She's, he's and still. Maybe, yelling lock her up two years later like it's ridiculous but to to your McCain point and what he did one of the senators that spoke yesterday and his name escapes me so I I am truly sorry to the senator but he spoke at the funeral and it's the only other thing I got to hear from the funeral but he told that story exactly what you just told about that about that moment and he stressed that that was John McCain the person he stepped out of his yeah. political shoes the minute that happened. He became John McCain, the person, and that's why he said what he said to her response. That's how he responded to her because he was he felt that it was wrong to let that that lie live out there, and he wanted to correct it. Well, to, and that's huge. Yeah, and to reiterate, Obama delivered the eulogy. He his delivered one of them. Me. Yeah, he spoke. I didn't see it, and I, I need to go find it and watch it. But yeah, oh, it's, so. honestly, CJ, it is. It's it's great because he talks about like, you know, like even if they they were opponents, and yeah. we and America likes to say, you know, blue versus red, Democrat versus Republican, like it's a fucking boxing match. But it's just these two guys were like, I want to try and make America, you know, better. We need to improve. I have differing views. He has differing views. But we're both trying to make, I mean, not to steal the slogan, we're trying to make America great again, yeah, which, no, which I, I loved Megan McCain. Uh, is her name Megan? I think so. Yeah. He's got yeah. two daughters, but the one that spoke, I think, was Megan. Yeah. Yeah. I think his, whoever was, I think it's Megan McCain. She said, and I love this was her final like moment giving a fuck you to Trump who was not invited. He was not allowed. Uh, yep. Yep. She said, 
we don't need to make America great again because America has always been great. Nice. And and that was, I mean, how how much of a piece of shit do you have to be to not be invited to the royal wedding and two fucking funerals? Yeah. What was the second one? I think it was Aretha Franklin. Oh, okay, which which I am going to talk about. But real quickly, I want to get into a different musician real quick because I don't have as much to say. But I want to give him the credit wow. where it's due, and that is Ed King. Ed King is a name you probably don't know. Um, most people don't know him by name, but you will know him from this. This man wrote this riff. He was the original guitar player for for Leonard Skinner, and was a part of the group for a long time, and then quit the band the year before the accident. That's the reason why he wasn't on that plane when it went down. So, um, again, I don't know much beyond that about him, but I know who he was, and I know that he wrote that riff, and I did want to give him the credit words, too, because that is an iconic song. Whether you agree with Leonard Skinner, whether you agree with, you know, things like that. And, and going back to the same thing about John McCain, like, Leonard Skinner's uses the Confederate flag a lot in their their artwork and whatnot, and people yeah. have issues with that flag. But I'll tell you right now, I did some research after this guy passed. Leonard Skinner, the members were primarily liberal. They used the symbol, they used the flag because it was a symbol of the South, and that's where they were from, except for him. He was from California, ironically. I don't know what part, so mm-hmm. don't ask. But um, the it was before the flag became... It was in that lull period where it was after the Civil War, but before it became a thing again that the Confederate flag was bad. Um, and for yeah. some people, it's always been bad, and I'm not discrediting that. But as a collective whole, we weren't looking at that flag and going, that's not such a good thing. Um, so, you know, but wanted to give him some credit for that. And then, as you mentioned, uh, we, we lost Aretha. We lost Aretha Franklin. I guess it's been... Well, she was just buried this past Friday, but I think she died two weeks back, right? Is that my correct on that, Rico? I think a week. Might have been a week. Okay. Um, and well, me- th- this is the best I can do for her. She has hit after hit after hit, but I love this fucking song. This might be my favorite Aretha song. She, she had a very complicated life, my man. I don't know how much you know about her history, but she had two kids by the age of 15. That she, I, I heard that, yeah. That she uh, did not record, talk about very much. She died often. August 16th. Oh, she died on August 16th? Okay. No, she dumped... Yeah, she she would turn down uh, interview questions when they asked her about that. She's like, nope, got up and walked away. But... To what I want to point out to, to her credit is she she never disowned the kids. It's not like she was she didn't talk about it in public, but she supported the kids and they were she was a part of their lives. So I don't want to make it sound like she was some kind of absentee mother. She definitely was a part of their lives and no, no. and definitely um, this is a voice that you can't you can't replace, my man. You know she she Worldwide was one of the Absolutely. Except if you're Fox News because you think she's Patty LaBelle. But that's another thing altogether. <laughs> that was good. 
Uh Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway and maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Um, you heard about that, right? Favorite, you, you, know, um, you know what I'm talking about. I did. I did. I, I, okay. I was, And I was honestly, as sad as it is, I was like, of course it is. Of course Fox News fucking did that. Oh, yeah. God I wasn't surprised. Uh, now, to I be loved fair, her in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Now, see, I, I've only seen that once, I think, that I can remember. I am so surprised by that because it is. I think it's a movie that's up your alley because you are very heavily into music. Yeah, it's very funny. Oh, it, and yeah. It's. And I, I've I'm, been, I'm more amazed by that than I. Well, and it's not for lack of liking or lack of wanting to see it. I just haven't. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, I don't. I, saw, I, I, uh, I don't I've seen own that movie it so many times. I don't own it. Surprisingly, um, I probably should. Um, you probably should. But no, it, you're absolutely right, and and they've been playing clips like on all the shows that we follow and listen to, Babylon, you know, um, shows like that. They've been playing clips of of those that movie, you know, because that brought her back to. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. love, well, I love that. Yeah, and that and that brought her back into the forefront of of American mm-hmm. life for a while because she had fallen off a little bit from in popularity. And then that movie comes bit. out, and she played that role, and it brought her right back. Um, I read a story about how she was really pissed off during the filming of that because she had to lip sync her vocal track. Oh, really? And that frustrated the shit out of her. Oh, I can imagine that she had. Yeah, because you know she's she's used to singing. She's like, I'm a fucking singer. What the fuck? And she just had to like, you know, lip sync through the whole thing. I mean, and I, I thought that was, that, that was a lot of how, of her character. She's like, bullshit, I'm a singer. I'm going to fucking sing. And they're like, no, because technical looping, all this other shit. She's like, motherfucker, fine. And I think, I don't remember if she showed up for the sequel. Honestly, the sequel's fucking awful. Is it? Um, I've never seen it. And I love John Goodman. I, oh, so, so bad. Is it? John Goodman helps, but. You know, as much as John Goodman is amazing in everything, 
he doesn't i mean for that you know uh for that blues brother role it just honestly they also they introduce a kid and like you're like what and and honestly the fact that cab calloway is not in it because he had died and they pay tribute to cab calloway's character cab calloway by the way was the guy who did many the moocher right uh so they introduced like the guy who played miles dyson from terminator 2 as oh, his God. son joe morton and who basically he played the same exact fucking role in justice league Wait a minute! I don't remember him being in Justice League. He played uh, fucking Cyborg's dad. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's him. I'm sorry. Yep, yeah, I forgot. He it's exact same fucking role, which is I created something and now it's gonna bite me on the ass. I'm a scientist. I made a robot, and oh fuck. Well, you and I look. I'm I'm gonna throw a little tease out there, but it's gonna be a very high level tease. You and I are working on a project, and I will tell you that sequels like that are part of that project and that's all I will tell you and that's all I'm going to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. look at that mystery going yeah, um, well, you know. so yeah apparently uh, big I, shout out to apparently I'm a great cliffhanger I'm being told so <laughs> you are you you delivered the best cliffhanger since Force Awakens or since cliffhanger I'm not sure which <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. You are the Empire Strikes Back of Cliffhangers, my friend. No, no, I'm. That is too much praise. But um, anyway, well, well, I said Force Awakens, and you you didn't want to accept that. I'm saying because it actually ends on a cliff. It is a yeah. literal. Oh right, that's true. I forgot. Okay, touche. Um, and and the island is called Octu. Island? What Act island? Two. What island? It's a planet. Yeah, but it's on an island planet. It's it's an island on a planet. All right, all right, fine. Um, so anyways, much love for the Queen of Soul. Yes, much Queen. Yeah, rest in peace, Aretha. Um, no, but ser- yeah, seriously, Aretha Franklin is a gem. Did you know she was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um, I think yeah, I I actually just read about that uh, when I was looking her up uh, recently. Yeah, first woman. That's stuff. That- that's high fucking praise, man. Uh, and then the, other, I was, the other really amazing thing that she did, and I forget what year it was, but it was the Grammys, and Pavarotti was supposed to sing this Italian aria at the mm-hmm. at the Grammys. I think it was, it was the Grammys or the Oscar. Does. I'm pretty sure it's the Grammys. And for whatever reason, he couldn't do it. Like, he just canceled, but like an hour and a half before the show. And they went to Aretha and told her about it and asked her to do it, and she fucking killed it. Killed it. The only time I've, I've heard of someone who's non-opera star who can pull off an operatic aria was Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he could do it too. She did it, man. I've I mean, heard it. It was good. She did an amazing job. So, um, so much love to her. We also have to throw one more death out. Oh, uh, Neil okay. Neil Simon. What? Neil Simon died. I missed the that playwright. One. I think I missed that one. So Neil Simon, for those who don't know, uh, was a playwright, and he was 91, and he died on, on my anniversary. He died on August 26th. Um, he wrote The Odd Couple, The Goodbye Girl, and Lost in Yonkers. Um, he was 91, and he uh, he was treated for pneumonia. But, you know, he lived a very long, uh, full life. You know, he was well-regarded for all his plays, and 
you know, I think he, I think, you know, we talk about death a lot on the show and there are some that we've talked about that are more tragic and sad than others. It's all sad, but at least for someone like Neil Simon and even John McCain, like they went out at least satisfied and content, you know, they feel like they had done their job. Vern Troyer, we talked about, you know, a couple, a couple, uh, a while couple back. months back. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a real sad death. Yeah. You know, because he was young, but he had also lived longer than he was reportedly supposed to because dwarves don't generally live that long. Um, and also it was a lot of alcohol induced. Uh, you know, he had a lot of problems. So that's more of a tragic death. But I think totally. someone like Neil Simon and even Aretha Franklin, who, you know, 76, you know, for someone who lived her life and McCain, you know, and, McCain. And, and all these people, you know, they, they all, I think, I think if they knew the end was coming, I think they're, they're at least would have been happy, especially McCain, because he had some fucking final days. Well, he he you did. Know? You know that, right? They told oh, him. Yeah. They told him that the treatment they were giving him wasn't working, and he just decided to stop fighting. And within like seventy-two hours, yeah. he he died. So, um, I mean, he had been. That's the point. Is he'd been fighting all his life ever since from Vietnam politics. He'd been fighting. He was a fighter, and I I, I admire that. I I always root for the underdog. Totally. All right. So, all right, man. Well, going back to that weekend with arts. Um, memorial service as we've been talking about all this death there was also a very happy event that took place that same day right right so yeah the 26th was a very emotional roller coaster of a day because it was a lot of crying and a lot of melancholy and then then once that it was over we're like all right now it's time to celebrate us so well, we who's the went us? To, I mean, so for for the listeners who's the us oh me and you no uh me and uh <laughs> me and stephanie uh, me, like I said earlier, me and Stephanie had our uh, one-year anniversary the same day, um, and so we went and got all decked up. We uh, she went, we went and got our hair done. I got my beard and hair kind of groomed and quaffed properly. What hair? Shut the fuck up! My, I pulled my ass out. <laughs> um, and she she got a you know I don't I don't know what the process of what he did for her. I know it looked amazing. Um, because I you went got, off and you guys and, both looked. Really good. I gave you credit. You both yeah. looked, yeah. Thank, thank you. We we both uh, we both went above and beyond. Um, and I had a surprise, uh, a dinner that I you know wanted to take because we you know we go out for dinner all the time, but we had never once gotten dressed up fancy and done anything. And I was like, we got to do this more. It should just be an anniversary thing. So that's that's what we learned from that. Like we love doing this so much. It should not be a once a year thing. It should be, you know. It should be for special occasions, but there, I, we all, I love, um, uh, improvisation and, and like just for yeah. the moment, like, let's go, let's just get fucking fancy and go out and do shit. So I wore a vest and a tie and, and a shirt and, and, you know, all that shit. She had a very lovely dress and I had, I tried making plans with numerous restaurants and I asked other people. My brother, my brother's, for example, um, recommendations for restaurants. And as I said, I want it to be, you know, not too expensive, but not, but you know, more expensive than just going out for Chinese. Sure, uh, and I, sure, I, I want, I want an excuse to look nice and everything. And ultimately, we settled on a uh, 
a restaurant that I had worked at years ago and my mother had worked at years ago. At one point, my mother and I worked at the same restaurant together, which was really interesting. I bet. Uh, uh, and I learned a lot. My mother is an amazing waitress and bartender. She knows her craft very well. Um, so we went to this uh, Italian restaurant and my mother had actually had like gone ahead, talked to the waitress who she's friends with and said, Hey, you know, make my son and his girlfriend really feel special. Like go all out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so when we get there, we had a reservation even though the place was empty, but it was just the fact that, you know, reservation party. Of yeah. Food, and, and it carries a, a level of ambiance that's your, or, or a level of prestige that, it just feels nice to have, even if you don't need it. Right. Uh, my mom had got my mom really, honestly, like I don't shout out my mother en- enough, but she really fucking pulled through and she's not going to listen to this because as much as I love her, she doesn't listen to the fucking episode. Um, <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Had, most times. So yeah, seriously. Yeah. She, but she's also got the attention span of a, of a hummingbird. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> So she went ahead of the restaurant and actually like, like, like either bought or picked roses from her garden and like had like a vase of roses and candles and everything. I did the, I, I sat Stephanie down. I pulled her seat out for her and pushed it in for her. And she immediately just said like, you make me feel so special. I'm like, honey, you are special. Ed, like I, you know me, I have to like throw in a fucking like joke every single time. Like something sure. gets mushy. Uh, and honestly, the dinner was just amazing. We had an antipasto. We had, you know, um, we, you know, we got bruschetta. We had a salad and soup. The soup was fucking amazing. What was we it? Each had it. Uh, it was a, uh, tortell- it was a cheese tortellini. Uh, Ooh, that does sound good. I'm, cause I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not the biggest soup person, but that one sounds good. It was, I, I had remembered it from when I had worked there because, the cook and I, when we worked together, we didn't really get along because he was very much like, I do this by myself. I don't need your fucking help. And I'm very much like, let me help you. He's like, and I kind of helped him out without him asking. And he flipped the fuck out at me and, you know, called me a piece of shit. He was, you know, he was going through his rough bullshit. Yeah, we've already been through your bad restaurant stories anyway. <laughs> this was a different restaurant. No, I, I believe it. I'm just saying. Sorry. It was, there was a time a when I was working at the... There was a time when I was working at this restaurant when I was working with my mother. Uh, I almost got in a fucking fist fight with a drunken, big ass, like redneck piece of shit. Okay. Like, not to deviate the story, but it, it's pretty funny. Like, he was drunk and he was like flirting with my mom, and he's like, "You're so beautiful," and his fucking wife or girlfriend sitting right next to him, and wow. she's just like, "Oh God, God damn it, Fred!" Like again, stop flirting with the waitress. And I was standing right there because I was helping my mom bus, like bringing bread and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I make a joking comment like, "Hey, man, be nice." That's my mom, you know. And he just got all fucking serious on my ass. He's like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? You want to fucking fight?" And I guarantee you're gonna fucking lose. And I was just like, "Oh, dude!" And I just sort of turned around and started walking away. And he said very audibly. Yeah, that's right. You better fucking walk away. And I was like, this, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? Like, I made a joke and you're going to fucking, I was like, first off, she is my mom. Treat her with some fucking respect. You should just automatically do that anyways. You should do that anyways because she's your waitress. And then, like, I saw him an hour or two later and I was fuming and I stayed away from the fucking table and I was just like, I'm going to do my own table. Fuck this guy. And my mom 
told me, Rico, what are you going to do? You're going to get in a fight and you're fired or what are you going to do? You're going to quit over one customer? Just roll it off your shoulders. And that was a good learning experience. And then I saw him later in the parking lot, like his girlfriend had got in their truck. Cause of course it's a fucking truck. And he's banging on the fucking uh, passenger window. Like, let me in! Like, bitch, over the door! Just like real drunk and like... Right. And, like, and he was a big guy. And I'm looking at him like, that would have been a really bad fight for both of us. Because he was a big, big, tall, heavy set guy. But the fact that he was hammered, I probably would have like maybe squared up. But I, I, my mom made a good point. She's like, you know, Rico, you know how many times I've had people grab my ass so I just have to roll it off? I'm like, yeah, but you shouldn't have to. Really? Like, yeah. You're not going to fight my battles for me. Right. So, anyways. Back to, back the, to the restaurant. experience uh, at that restaurant. Yeah, and bear in mind, I had more or less, like, when I when I got fired from that job, because the, uh, I didn't get along with the owner. Um, he fucking fired me uh, after I had, had, had a couple mix-ups. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. It happened. It was basically his fault. And then he said, yeah, this isn't for you. And he fired me. Uh, after he allowed me to buy my own meal for the end of the day. I said, hey, man, uh, thanks. I'm done with my shift. Would it be okay if I buy uh, myself a meal? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. He charged me. He gave me a discount. But he charged me for my pasta. And then at the end of me paying my tab, he said, yeah, this isn't free. So I'm like, really? You don't have enough fucking decency to like let me know before I fucking buy dinner? That's the type of guy he was. So I kind of avoided this restaurant for a long time. But I'm grateful that I went back because the, the food was excellent. I mean, we paid... My mom had actually like like put in for the tab. She paid like sixty bucks, and that covered the entire meal. And we got you know like I said, we got an antipasto, we got a soup. She got a salad. I had a fucking steak. She had a fucking uh, spaghetti, and then we each had a fucking uh, spumoni ice cream dessert. Sixty bucks. All I had to do was just get, like tip the fucking waitress a twenty. That's pretty fucking good. That's a good yeah. fucking price. There's a restaurant. The Hi, Bart. Um, <laughs> there's a restaurant out here. If if you and Steph ever come and visit us out here in, in the Jersey area, we'll go over to Philly because the, the restaurant scene in Philadelphia is ridiculous. Like, seriously, we could eat out every night at a pretty decent restaurant. I mean, we'd drop some coin if we did every night, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's enough selection that you wouldn't be going to the same shit every night. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Are you, are you trying to tell me there's a lot of Italians in Jersey? 
No, I'm just saying there's a lot of different really good restaurants in the Philadelphia downtown area. And one I want to tell you about is in the building I work in. So I work in what is now the third tallest building in the city is the building I work in. And so for those of you familiar with Philadelphia, there was a there was a law like I'm not shitting you. There was a law for years that um, William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania, his statue was on the the top of City Hall in Philadelphia. And there was a law that you could not build a building taller than that statue for years. It could be level with it, but it couldn't be taller than it. And then in the, I want to say early 90s, they repealed the law or whatever. And they built the building that I, I don't work in and its sister building, the one I do work in. And they're called Liberty 1, Liberty 2. Those are the names of the buildings. But in uh-huh. Liberty 2... There's a restaurant on the 37th floor, specifically, wow. so that you get like a... a, a 37? A, a, 30, oh, my God. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. 37. Um, but there's a restaurant on that floor, and it, it gives you a great view of Philadelphia. And it's it's supposed to be a little pricey. It's not, like, ridiculous. But, like, I've been told if you go two people, you know, meal and drinks, you're going to drop about 100 bucks. So... Yeah. Or a good date night. That's pretty better. Right. So, the four... I've never been there. And and neither is Deb. So if the forest won, it'd be a great way for you to see the city and us to get a decent meal. So if you guys Absolutely. ever come out, that's where we should go. So the end of the night, we had a you know, romantic dinner, and Steph was feeling like a fucking princess because she deserves it. Um, and she, the entire time, she was just like, like she was she was definitely uh, attracted to me. Because I don't normally wear suits or anything like that, so <laughs> when I put on when I put on my suit and my, my vest and tie and everything, she was just like, you know, you look you look hot, damn sexy. It's one of the words that she, I think one of the phrases she had used. I can see that um, sentence coming out of Steph's mouth. That's funny. Yeah, or I may I may have come by the two, and then um, we um, went home, and then we uh, went out drinking with my friend Michael. Michael had. Uh, made a, a a bit of a stink because she had visited the time before and we had she you know she was we were both kind of sad we hadn't seen each other in a long time and and we we usually hang out with Michael because uh, you know she doesn't come out she comes out every other couple of weeks usually sometimes it's been six weeks and um, Michael drove by saw her car was there but didn't like hey what the fuck you guys you're you're in town let's hang out. So we just didn't cut, hit him up, and I actually made the decision to like let's 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 just have this trip be the two of us. Nothing gets Michael. So he made a big stink about it because he's like, obviously I fucking knew. I just was respectful, and um, so we're like, look, let's let's hang out with him on, on our anniversary. So we went out drinking, um, and I got so fucking hammered, I could have willed and milled the one. Oh. Poor Steph. So, I can imagine you trying to, or her trying to get you home in that condition. Well, she, I mean, you know, we, we were safe. We were conscientious no, of like, that. you know, I, we, actually, we had a great time. She's actually, so, so I'm going to talk a little um, behind the scenes for a minute. Um, Steph, Steph and I talk enough. You know that. There's no secret there. But. One time we were talking and I was asking her, because I know you you don't go out drinking all the time. I'm not going to say you're making you sound no. like an alcoholic, but you do go out with Michael fairly often. Would that is that a fair... 
Uh, it's really honestly like maybe once every other week. Honestly, okay. I, I don't. Okay. I don't yeah. drink at home. I very no. rarely have any bottle of, of, of anything. Like my my point is that when you tend to go out with Michael, from the stories you've told me, so I'm not even talking out of turn. You tend to throw a few down. Like you don't you don't get like fall over drunk, but you get yourself to a nice point. I mean, I've got text to prove it. <laughs> yeah. In any in any event. Um. And I was always concerned about how you get yourself home. And she told me that you're always very smart about it. You either Uber your way or, or he picks you up and gets you home. Like you, and I, that put me at ease. So I, I was happy. To yeah. I, 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 dr- I drove drunk one. I mean, I drove drunk a couple times in my life and always scared the shit out of me. And it was not because it was like, I thought I had a full stomach and I thought, you know, the alcohol. You thought you were good. Absorbed. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought I was covered, and I'm not saying even if you're not drunk, you know, drive tipsy. I'm not saying that at all. But I, I was younger, and I was I was like, ah, well, you know, I I can't leave my car here uh, because it was at, it was like you know 20 minutes away, and I didn't really want to fucking take an Uber, and then I have to take an Uber back to get my car. Um, so I've driven home drunk once or twice, and it's real. But I normally will be like. I plan ahead. If I know I'm going to get shit faced or I know that I'm going to, I shouldn't drive. I take an Uber. I mean, Uber is definitely taking a good chunk of change from me. Um, but better, better that than some kind of fine for, for, you know, like a ticket for getting or, or death or, or killing somebody else. God forbid, you know, right, right, right. So I'd rather play it smart. Um, yeah. And there've been times where like I've, the plan was Michael picked me up. We go back to his place. And he gets more drunk than I am. And I'm kind of like, you know, at this point, I don't want to drink alone. So I'll take an Uber home because I have to. Right. You know, and, and I'm mostly sober. So I still play it safe. Um, no. I always bring my tablet with me because I have my, I, on my phone, I have no room for any apps. So I'm, I'm constantly deleting shit and, re, and re, uh, re-downloading shit. So I can't, I, I have Uber on my tablet. So if Michael's like, hey, come over. I'll pick you up. I'm getting off work. I'm like, all right, but I have to get my tablet. So I always have my tablet with me. So I can yeah. my, my point for bringing it up is that you're very smart about it, and I commend you for it because people aren't always that smart, and I yeah. I respect that. And and it as as your friend and someone who means a lot to me, that means uh-huh. a lot that you're safe. So <laughs> I've actually had more scary interactions in the Uber that I have with me driving drunk. Well, and that's that's funny you bring that up because I just, um, I saw, I don't know if it was you that reposted it or someone else, but it happened in Oakland. There was a woman who ordered an Uber and the guy shows up. It's the guy that's from supposed to be the Uber. Like, it's none of that fake oh, Uber stuff. Oh, I remember stuff. this, yeah. And she got in the car and he didn't go to where she was supposed to be going and try to take her out into the woods and some shit. Now, she got out of the car and she's safe and she's fine. But she saw, she started a petition that I signed instantly when I read this that she yeah. wants Uber to make it so that you get to pick whether you get a male or female driver. And I think that's a good idea. I do. It I, think it's, I think it's a good idea, but there was also she had an app idea, which was to when you get an Uber, you have your you have a secondary app, which was you have your yes. thumb on the button or something, yeah. and if you take it off for longer than a minute or something, 
that it automatically calls the cost. But I, I see problems with that. I think it's a good idea, but I think, you know, you could just be distracted right. no, by talking, the, you know, and all of a sudden, woo, like, oh, shit, yeah. I didn't mean to call the cops. I was just, you no, know, rummaging I, my purse. Yeah, and, yeah. No, I think... I. I think it takes people smarter than both of us to, to tweak that to make it more effective. But the concept is a good idea, you know. I think Uber should be safer. I th- yeah. And, and, I mean, look, this almost happened to Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah, well, that was that was a fake driver, though. That was, I mean, but that doesn't make... that's my point, Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But, that, uh, but that's why they started... It was because of incidents like that that they started when you order an Uber now, at least my understanding, because it's been a while since I've ordered an Uber because I haven't had to, they show you a picture of the driver, like on your phone or on the app yeah. before you before you ever get the car so you know what you're who you're looking for. But anyway, um Yeah. That aside, my so point my point for bringing any of that up was that you're you're just really smart about how you handle yourself, and I want to give you credit for that because not everyone is, and and that's thing. And the other thing I want to talk about real quick is your is the anniversary. I want to talk about my end of it. Now, obviously, I wasn't there; I don't participate in it. But I saw the pictures, man, and you guys cleaned up really well. I was really really happy for you guys. It could tell you really had a good time. You had a good night, and you got to celebrate your time together the way you should have. And I'm really really happy for the both of you. Because it, 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 it made me happy as your head of life mate and Steph's friend to, to see that and to see that you were, you know, in that, in that see way. some genuine happiness. Yeah, really, really. It, it, yeah. it almost goes to that, that we talked about it a couple episodes back where I, um, I retweeted that picture of Kevin Jen and the guy, and I'm not going to rehash all yeah. them, but the guy was like, is that, how's that really them or whatever? But it's the same thing. You guys are really happy together. And I'm yeah. not projecting anything in terms of marriage and all that stuff. I think we even talked about it on the Steph Askew episode, but you know, even if, <laughs> even if it stays at this level and it's just this way for the rest of forever, then hey, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm super happy for you guys. Like, I, I am too. I, I don't need, you know, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that like for years I was like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. And then through different, I mean, relationships will change your fucking oh, totally. point of view. Yeah. So I, my, my, I mean, honestly, when I was younger, I was very much like, I looked at marriage as a contract, very similar to how Stephanie views marriage now. Uh, which was it seemed too clinical, it seemed too business oriented, it seemed shallow. You know, if I want to be with someone, I want to be with someone. I don't need a fucking signature to prove that. Um, and I, and I, I've always I had that opinion forever. Um, and then you know, gradually you grow up and you you think, well, it, it's not just a business thing; it's a, it's an official statement. Plus, there are perks to it. Like, say I had a heart attack and I was in the hospital. Stephanie wouldn't be allowed to uh, go into the operating room or whatever or, or whatever to visit me because she's quote unquote not a right. relative. Right. And then and, and to the same effect, like, and I was going to bring this up when she was making her argument on that episode that we did with her, but, you know, like things like credit too, like if you're trying to get a car yeah. or whatever, you know, there, there are benefits to being married that are more than just you know, you guys love each other, but it, it wasn't worth getting into it with her because I, I got where she was coming from and I was certainly wasn't trying to start a fight. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or, right, or right. argue with her, but it, you know, there are benefits that are worth it, but that's not the point. I did say to her, 
I want to say like three days after your your anniversary, we were chatting via text, and I said something to her like, you know, I, I get that you're not for the marriage thing, and that's fine, but I have a really good feeling that like if you guys had a wedding, that'd be a fun fucking party. <laughs> because I just have a feeling it would it would be crazy. I and have in a the feeling best way. I would argue over playing Sinatra. Oh, well, sure. I'm talking, no, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about like the day of, while it's happening, all of us together, alcohol and whatever God else happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I agree, but at the same time, I also know Steph and I are both very much like, Steph especially, and, I, and this is not a criticism in any way, it's just who she is. She, um, she's very much a planner and very detail-oriented. And I yeah. think if she had to plan a wedding, that would probably kill her. It would stress her the fuck out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, but- uh, and, and also it would stress her out if I said, honey, my mom and I are going to plan the wedding. She's like, that doesn't alleviate my stress. Yeah, no, I get it. And you know what? Here's what I say. Uh, when when you guys are, are he, you want my honest opinion on what we should do? I've been thinking about this because I don't know why, but I've really been kind of obsessed with you guys and being married for some reason lately. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> here, here, here's what I think we should do. I'm not even shitting you, right? We... When you guys decide that you know for a fact this thing isn't ending anytime soon, and you might already be there, but you know what I'm saying, like definitively, right? Knock on wood. Right. But you you know what I'm getting at. I'm not trying to jinx anything, but you know what I'm getting at. We get Deb and I, we fly out there. I do the Universal Life Church thing. Michael's your best. I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Time to take this submarine back up. Oh, but it's tax season up there, Captain. You know, all that stressing over taxes isn't necessary with Tax Act. How did you get... April here to remind you that with Tax Act, you're guaranteed your maximum refund while filing for less. Beats being submerged for another month. May, Captain? To your stations. We're headed home. Guess I should probably close that window I opened. What? Kidding. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. And Deb stands in as the maid of honor. I marry you guys under a tree and we're done with it. You know, and we just, that's it. That's it. It's over. And we just go fucking party. Yeah. Get a lot and of free drinks at, the, at George and Waltz. There you go. And, and and that way you get the benefits of like we were just talking about with credit and, you know, God forbid, want to be in the hospital. You get those benefits. But Steph doesn't stress yeah. herself out to death, literally. <laughs> and we get to party. So everybody it's a wins. It's eloping is what it is. Right. And, dude, you know, look, you know I would, if, if we did really did do that, you know I would do it with reverence and respect. Like, I wouldn't be yeah. cracking jokes and whatnot. So, anyway. I would actually prefer, I prefer a, a minister or whoever does the orientation to actually crack jokes. If I could well, laugh. Right. Oh yeah. My point is I would take it seriously. 
Do you know what I mean? Like I, I could crack a joke, but I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be just like yuck yuck. You know what I mean? I'd 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 make it tasteful. How about we put it that way? <laughs> so I, I have I have two older brothers and when my brother Joel got married in Hawaii to his you know, still wife, they have children, they're still they're still happy together. I was waiting for you to say like his my, third wife. <laughs> no, no, no. His, his, his current and uh, his current wife. Um my other brother, his twin, perform performed the ceremony. Oh, nice! And and he made because I get because my brother Alex uh, graduated from law school, so I guess I guess that means he can marry people. Um, not unless he's gotten a um a license from the state to do it. Like the lawyer, just being a lawyer doesn't give you the. I, I well, he's not a lawyer, but I, I don't Is know. He a judge? I, I think he, he. I think anybody could. What? Is he a judge? Because if he's a judge, he can no. do it. Okay. Um, I think what it was is that he performed. I think they actually got the marriage official earlier, and then he just performed the ceremony. I think anybody can officially perform a ceremony. It just won't be legally binding until you actually get a certificate. Well, or, so or, what I'm saying is, there well, are he, certain, he made a couple of jokes. There are certain times where both can happen and it's official. But yes, you're right. Like I could stand up in front of a crowd of people right now and perform an entire ceremony and it won't count for shit. But if I go get that right. universal life church thing or I become a judge or a priest, right. then it then it's two in the one. Like it, it's the legal thing and the performance. Because that's what I, it is. I'm, Kevin, just gonna, I'm just going to tell you now. Yeah. Now's not the time to become a priest. Oh God, no! Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? That ties in. I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, when that went down. When that was announced, I was there for a conference, and it was in Harrisburg that the the grand jury was that was investigating that. So it was mm -hmm. really a big deal in the area I was at. Um. Uh, but yeah. So that's it's crazy. And actually, what? Tell me about your conference, your church, your your uh, trip. There's not much to talk about with the conference itself. It was about real estate lending and the different regulations and the laws. So that was kind of boring. But I mean, it's shit I need for work. But it's from a but you. You were telling me that you like you had like, you met up with some fucking guys like the restaurant or something. Oh right? yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, but the conference itself was not worth really getting into. But while I was there, I was out right. in Harrisburg, and it was this Irish pub called O'Reilly's Tap Room and Kitchen attached to the hotel, <laughs> and so I ate there every night. I was there because it was attached, and mm. I could drink a few beers and literally walk my ass back to my room. So that's kind of nice about it, you know. Um, or stumble my ass back to my room as I did the one night because I took it a little <laughs> too far. Um, and what was great about it is it it didn't cost me shit because my company paid for the whole thing. So that was kind of nice. Um, but I got to be friend friendly with the, the food manager of the hotel, which is the Best Western Premier. Um, the guy's name is Ben Drake. He was the food and beverage manager for the hotel, but that ties directly into the restaurant. It's like one and the same. And then right. the two bartenders that took care of me, Kevin and Tyler, <laughs> Kevin was the first night and Tyler was the last two or three nights I was there. They were all really cool guys. And, and Ben sat and talked to me. I was telling him about the show. I was telling him about you and the things we've been doing. And, and he was really excited. So I promised him I'd, I'd give him a shout out. So so um, big props to Ben Drake and Kevin and Tyler at the O'Reilly's Tap Room and Kitchen out in Harrisburg. If you ever find yourself out there, which I'm sure nobody will that listens to our show, 
But if you do, check that place out because it really is a, a cool a cool place to go. I'll tell you, man, the best fucking non-mom meatloaf I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, I remember you telling me that like the day after you had it. Like, oh my it god, made it sound fucking amazing. I still, I still, I, I, I wish it was close enough because it's like a two an hour, two, two, two and a half hour drive from where I live. Because if it was close <laughs> enough, I'd fucking drive out there just to have dinner. Because it, it's not, you don't have to be at the hotel to go to the restaurant. You can access the restaurant just from wherever. Um, so I would totally go fucking eat there just to eat there because it was so fucking good. Well, I want to, um, I have another story to tell you while you were making fucking friends, I made a fucking enemy. Yeah. What, what the fuck happened? So I post about this on Facebook. So if you, if you already know the story, I I apologize. Um, I I do, but our listeners don't. So. Well, if you, if you guys are friends with me or follow me on Facebook, uh, then you already know the story, but I'll go into detail. So it's, I just closed up the store at the video room and I have a, I have a little ritual I do, which is I, you know, I'm, even if I've been smoking, you know, on my breaks, I have a final cigarette sort of at the workplace in my car. I can catch up on texts. I can catch up on emails, uh, tweets, whatever. And I just sort of like for about 15, 20 minutes to sort of like wind down. It's yeah, it's it's a yeah. I used to do that kind of shit when I worked yeah. retail jobs. I know what that's like. It's also the whole thing of like, I had to like go to Seven Eleven and then I had to go get pick up food. So before, excuse me, before I went and did my other uh, errands, I wanted to just be like, all right, I'm I'm be lazy for 15, 20 minutes. So I'm sitting in my car and I'm in the parking lot, and the parking lot, you know, is is not just for my store. It's for the Verizon. It's for the deli. It's for the blah blah blah. So I, I talk about that because you're really technically, unless you're a customer going into one of the facilities, the five stores, you really aren't supposed to park your car there. Um, even I have gotten in trouble because I parked my car uh, in the lot when like it's really fucking busy and there's no fucking parking, but I need to start my shift. So I just like, you know what? I, I have to park here. Um, I've, I've gotten into arguments with one of the shop owners a couple times and, you know, I just said, look, there's something I can do. I, I, I'll even get there 20 minutes early, look for parking on, on like a Friday or Saturday, can't find parking. So in this instance, I was in part wrong parking a lot. So I'm, I'm at least owning up to that. So I'm parked, I'm smoking, I'm reading text, and there's a car next to mine, left of me. And a woman of about 50 to 60 years old is walking to her car, and I have my window rolled down, so I'm smoking. And she's got some shit in her hand, like, uh, she went, like, uh, shopping. Not grocery shopping, but shopping uh, on Piedmont Avenue, which is a late, big strip with a lot of shit. Yeah, we talked about that on the dinner yeah. for two on Piedmont. Yeah, yeah. So it's a busy street to the side of me. And, but where I am is kind of dark lit and kind of off to the side where she felt like she could park her car. So she parked her car, even though she's really not supposed to. And as she's approaching her passenger side and her trunk to load up her stuff, she starts coughing in a very mocking kind of douchey way, like <laughs> like that kind of fucking. Way. Obviously, she's not a fan of smoke. And here, look, I I will be I will one hundred percent admit it. Smoking is gross. It smells awful. It tastes terrible. It lingers on clothes. It fucks up. I mean, Stephanie hates the smell of smoke. She loves me, but I'm a very conscientious. 
uh, polite smoker. I don't, I, I very rarely smoke around her. I usually go outside or I step far away. If she gets close to want to talk to me, I said, Hey, no, back up. A smoke is going to get in your face. I don't like that because you don't like that. My brothers don't like me smoking. So I don't, when I babysit, I don't smoke on my way there because they don't want the smell lingering. I, I still smell like smoke. That's the unfortunate thing. My point is, is that I, you know, for years, you I've always been quit, like, right? That's an option. Uh, fuck you. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I'm a, but I'm a very polite smoker. Like I, it's my own thing. Let me, let me make my terrible decision. Uh, but I will respect you if you don't like it. So if this woman had said to me, Hey, you know, dude, like, I don't like, I, I'm sorry to bother you. I don't like to smell smoke. Uh, would you mind rolling up your window for like a minute? I just need to load up my stuff and I don't want my stuff smelling like smoke. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, no problem. I totally understand. I'm that type of guy. I'm a bit of an asshole, but I am a very understanding asshole. <laughs> she that didn't sounds like that. an oxymoron. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, that's like talented podcaster. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is because that's not yeah. us. Uh, it, it's it's like a lazier YouTuber. <laughs> uh, so she didn't do that. She did this mocking thing, and then I ignore her. And then she turns and says, "Can you put out that fucking cigarette?" And I immediately just kind of looked at her and I said, "No," because manners are important. If she had good manners, I would have given her back good manners. Absolutely. And then. And then she came back at me and she said, your days are fucking numbered. And for a split second, I thought she was talking about, I'm killing myself with cigarettes. And I'm like, all right, well, she's not wrong. And then she, and I was like, what do you mean? And then she tells me, this is where it gets really fucking political and really fucking heavy. She said, Trump is going to get all you fucking Mexicans out of my country. Really? 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 <laughs> and I burst out laughing from Good. a mixture of... Well, I, it was more of shock. Right, but still. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good I, reaction, I would, though. Good. She deserves I, because that. Because I was... I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Oh, and I said, why do you... I was like, wait, wait a fucking... Hold the fucking phone. Why do you think I'm Mexican? Now, to be fair, I'm very tan. And it was also dark. Yeah, but you're Italian. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I'm the other lap. <laughs> which is what I told her. And and I said, why do you think I'm Mexican? And she said, because you're being fucking disrespectful. Wow. And I'm just... Feeble. I mean, the only thing that was missing from this woman was the Make America Great Again hat. That's all that was missing. Or the white hood with the pointy part, you know? Yeah, or, or the burn of the cross kind of shit. Yeah, um, the only thing that was missing was was a swastika on her fucking forehead. There you go. So, so I at this point I am just stunned and kind of tickled because I feel like a fucking debate and argument going on. I love a good argument, especially when it's with someone who is just being emotional and not being factual. They're saying I don't like you because I feel like this is wrong. It's a matter of opinion. A good debate's a matter of opinion, but when you're having an argument, it's usually fact against fact. That's that's how I look at it. And so she fucking gives yeah, me facts the shit. aren't a thing anymore, though, Rico. They went out the yeah. they went out the window something like eighteen months ago or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, well, what did fucking Giuliani say? Like the truth isn't truth. 
something like that. Yeah, alternate facts. The truth is the truth. Fucking this goddamn administration. Uh, so now I'm like, ma'am, I've done nothing to you, and I'm not Mexican. But even if I was, that doesn't give you the right. And I'm just like trying calmly to just be like, like you, you, whatever is going on with you, don't take it out on me. I'm sorry you're having a fuck day. And she's like, I'm having an amazing day. I just don't fucking like you. I said, that's fine. You don't have to like me. I did nothing to you. You came on to me. I am in my car. I am in private property. And then I said, speaking of which, you're not supposed to be parked here. And she said, well, why the fuck are you parked here? I said, and that's when I started to get really kind of like, all right, I can start seeing a little red right now. And I have a temper, but I usually try to hold it in check. I had to learn to hold back on my rage. you know. Um, and I said, well, not that it's any of your fucking business, but I work here. And so we're arguing. And we just argue for like a good 10 minutes. And I am like on the verge of picking my phone up and start filming her. But I'm still like just engrossed in this conversation. See, if I were you, and, did I, I, I have a question. And I'm not. Yeah. Did you finish your cigarette during the fight, or was it still burning the whole time? I was all yeah. When she had started giving me shit, when she did the whole Mexican thing, I was putting my cigarette out in my ashtray, and that was that's what made me like, wait, what? Now we're See, having what? We're having this conversation. The reason but I, I am, up again. That, that well, that's my point. That's why I asked because I my cocky ass would have fucking lit another one and went like. <sighs> and blowing it right at her, you know, like... I, I, yeah, I, I I know myself, I probably would have, like, flicked it at her car or something, but then <laughs> she would actually have grounds to, like, you know, fucking be like, I have damaged her property, or I tried committing assault. I was just trying to be as clear of the innocence as possible. Yeah, you know... Because I, I didn't do anything wrong. Apart from yelling at her, I didn't do anything wrong. I, and I get that, because I, I got into a fight with a woman at the GameStop near here that my buddy used to manage. And she was outside being loud and obnoxious and whatever, and my buddy who ran the store had called the police and or, or had asked her to leave, didn't call the police, and had asked her to leave because she was, you know, she was loud enough that you could hear her in the store, even though she wasn't in the store. It was one of those kinds of things. And the door was closed. Was she being so. crazy, or what was, what was she screaming? She wasn't really, she was just, she had her music on, so she was singing out loud, but she was like almost at the top of her voice, the top of her voice limit, whatever, and, and it was, she was just being loud and obnoxious, really, but not like disrespectful or, or ignorant to anyone in particular, but just, but it, it, it clearly was causing people to not go into the store. Like you saw some people, well, even while I was there, and I was only there for a few minutes, that were heading towards the store and just kind of veered away. They were yeah, probably coming like, in the shop. Avoid crazy. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I said to my buddy, and I'm like, I'm not going to call him out by name because I don't know if he'd want me to. But I said to him, do you, do you want me to call the cops? Do you want me to do that? And he goes, yeah, if you could, yeah. man, I'd really appreciate that. So I was like, yeah, I got your back. So I called and I, I said, hey, look, you know, there's this person. She's she's being um, obnoxious outside the store. It's, it's causing a problem. And, and, and she's, you know, irritating several people inside the building. And they say, all right, we'll send somebody out, whatever. And the cops come, and right before they come, she comes into the store, and, you know, she's kind of being, now she's being loud in the store. And my buddy says to her, like, 
hey, you need to leave. This isn't okay. We've already called the police. They're on their way. And she went on this thing about, yo, you're calling the cops because I'm black. Because she was this, was she like, black? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was a young, I'd put her in her 30s, young 30s, early 30s African-American woman. And she yeah. pulled this, I and... And I think I told her I called the cops. Yeah, I was the one that said I called the cops. Now, this next part I'm not proud of. I'm, I'm going to put that right out there, Rico. This next part I'm not proud of because, like you said, I have a temper too. So I, I know what that temper thing is like. And, and it got the yeah. better of me. And I turned to her and I was like, you know what? I didn't call the cops because you're black. But these, I just called the cops because you're being loud and obnoxious fucking dyke. And yeah. So... And that's not my proudest moment. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm proud of making that statement because that's not me. Do you know what right. I mean? But like, I, I just got that enraged. You were talking about almost seeing red with this woman. That's kind of where I got. When she pulled the race yeah. card, it flipped that switch. And I was like, fuck you, bitch, in my head. And I just went for the jugular. And that's where it went. And it's not right. I'm not going to say tell you it is. But man, you know, like... Well, I. I I know what it's like to flip that switch. That's the point I'm telling the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to go back before I go back to my original story, I, I, sorry, something almost exactly. No, no, it's fine. I, I want to hear all these fucking stories. Uh, something very similar happened to me where I was on the Bart, the the infamous Bart that keeps passing by. <laughs> I was on Bart one time, and there was this uh, young man, and he and he was black. Um, and I always state that because he brought the race card out too. And he had his headphones on and he was not throughout the whole song, but periodically, like every 30 seconds, he would break out into a loud verse of whatever the fuck he was listening to. Okay. And it wasn't that he had forgotten that he was listening to music and he couldn't hear himself. He was like, I want everyone to know that I am singing. That's kind of what, and that's kind of what this woman was doing. To be fair, that's kind of similar to what she was doing. Yeah. And it was really like he was locking eyes with me because I was sitting across from him. And there was no other seat for me to sit. And I didn't want to stand because I had just got off a shift. So I'm just fucking tired. And that, look, sing your heart out. Enjoy singing. Love music. But no one wants to hear that shit anywhere on a public transit. Unless, unless you got a guitar in your hand and you're asking for change or if you just want to be entertaining, that's different. But at 11 o'clock at night, no one wants to listen to anyone fucking sing their own song without listening to audio. So the guy, there was a guy uh, standing. He reaches over and taps the guy on the shoulder. He's like, hey, uh, dude, I don't know if you're aware, but um, we can hear you sing. I just want to let you know that, like, we all hear you. It's kind of like, you know, he, he was just trying to be a good guy. And this, right. this fucking guy uh, just would leech back at him and said, why don't you mind your own fucking business? Like, well, you're making it our business because you're, you're exactly, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. You know, we all have to get somewhere. We all, we all don't want to be on bar. Trust me, bar sucks. Um, but like, <laughs> hey, don't least, disrespect and, the third part of the the third member of this show like that. That's not right. Oh, Bart, follow me. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Bart. Um. <laughs> all right. So, and then the guy said, oh, you're just giving me shit because I'm black. And then the other guy just like said, no, it's because you're an asshole. Yeah. And so that's, we, we've all dealt with that kind of bullshit. Um, and, but this was the flip side where I was being confused. I was being racially profiled. 
when you're not even I'm not yeah. fucking raised. Yeah, that's crazy. And so at this point, we're arguing, and I tell her, like, ma'am, I'd rather be disrespectful than a fucking racist. And she did the classic white woman, I'm totally racist, but I'm not a racist. She said, I'm not a racist. And I said, uh, you literally just fucking told me that Trump, who is a racist, uh, is going to get rid of all the Mexicans out of your country. You are 100% a fucking racist. <laughs> and she said, that's bullshit. I have friends that are black people. And I'm like, Okay, because I hate that you're excuse. using that, yeah, I was like, because you're using that excuse, just shows how either idiotic and and uh, ignorant you are, or you are being a racist, and you think that that qualifies you to say racist shit. And I could, be, you know, it's just no, I get it. And I you mean, know what? Like, I the story I was telling about what happened at the GameStop, like. So I'm going to sound like that woman for a minute, but hear me out before <laughs> you start going, oh, God. You do have friends that are black? Is that what you're going to No, tell I have friends that are gay. I have friends that are oh. gay. And oh, yeah, because you made a... a well, right. you, you did make a homophobic slur. I did. No, I absolutely admit that I did, and then that's not... And, and my point for mentioning that is not to sound like that woman, but to mention that I went out of my way to call those people who weren't even there, uh -huh. and apologized uh -huh. to them for having even said it. I told the whole story and apologized them, for, and none of them are pissed off at me. Like I still talk to all of them today. You know what I mean? But you know, like that. They understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they they know me and they know I have a bit of a temper when I when I flips on. You know what I mean? And I like we've always we've kind of always made a joke about it, but that's and. And this is going to sound like stereotyping in and of itself, but it's kind of the Italian in us. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that rage hits and it's like that switch flips, dude. And I, you know, I'm, I'm much better than I used to be. Like you were saying on the uh, episode where you told the story about what happened at the restaurant. You're much better now than you were when you were working at that restaurant. Like you've got yeah. much better, you know, handle on yourself. And so do I, you know, and every once in a while it'll flip. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it happens. Now, I don't tend to go towards things like I said, but I mean, yeah. I've told people, I hope you drop dead tonight. I've flat out said that to people in rage, you know? Yeah. You know, but that that's not a racial thing. That, that, that it could have been yellow when I've been like, fucking die just because you're an asshole. You know? I, I have, what I learned in this, this, I'm, this is my own little bit of advice. I learned to be as creative as possible when it comes to rebuttals and insults because yeah. we, we, we do get that temper where we're so enraged. We just say idiotic bullshit and yep. it makes us look stupid. It makes yep. us look ignorant, whether it's calling someone a dyke or, or, and or even a, just, can, even just calling someone a cunt, you know, here's the crazy that's part. the big one. Right. Here's the crazy part real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but like, so after it happened, the cops did show up because we had already called them prior to the inner, inner, inner exchange happening. And she filed a complaint on me for you, for, um, uh, terroristic threat technically. Now the, yeah, yeah. It, no, I didn't end up having to go to court or anything. The cop, the cop said that for to the cops pulled me aside and I didn't get like cuffed or anything. They just talked to me. They were really and I gotta give credit to, I think it's technically Mount Laurel's police department. They were very cool. They 
didn't like get shitty with me. They talked to me. They're like, all right, tell me what happened. And I was flat out fucking honest. I told them everything just like I laid it out just now when I was telling the story. And they said to me, look, all right, you know, you realize what you did was kind of stupid, right? In terms of how you responded. I said, totally, totally get it. It was just, it, it was instinct. It, not even instinct, but it was, it was, it was an impulse. It was an impulse statement out of anger and it was wrong. And I totally understand that. And they said, he said, here's the thing. Until you did that, she was the one in the wrong. And the minute you said that, it flips over to you. And now you're the one that could theoretically get in trouble. We're not going to arrest you because you've done done anything arrestable. But if she chooses to come down to the police department and file official charges, we can arrest you for this. And you may have to go to court. Let me ask you this. Was she gay? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she oh. was. She never, she not, well, I don't, I don't know. That never really actually came out, but I would say it's probably safe. Yeah. Because by that, be, let's say for the sake of argument, she was not gay, but okay. you had still called her a dyke and she took offense to that. That'd be the same situation that I was in, which is I'm not Mexican, but I'm being. Right. No, I it, it, look when it got to that point and those words left my mouth, I was in the wrong. Now, the fact that it turned into a legal issue is kind of frightening, but that's a different discussion. I was wrong for what I said. Do you think the fact that I'm not Mexican, which, by the way, I now wear as a badge of honor. Like, I told a <laughs> Mexican friend of mine, I was just like, motherfucker, apparently I pass. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, you're one of us, man. He's just like, he, like, gave me, like, a fucking fist bump. And he's like, you one of us, Rico. I like you now. I'm like, yeah, right, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm a battle. Yeah. Um, do you think that because I'm not Mexican, but she called me Mexican in a racist way, do you think the crime is still committed? Or do you think I have to actually be Mexican for it to be an actual crime? No, well, according to the cop, the minute the word was said, it becomes a crime. So you theoretically what, could have pressed harder. What if she wasn't, a, what if she, the woman you're talking about was not a lesbian? It doesn't matter. According to the cop, the minute the words were said, the, the minute the sentence was uttered, regardless of her orientation, then... So, if, if I said to you, CJ, you're a fucking Arab, you know, whatever the fuck, right. even though you're not Arab, it's me still committing a racial crime. It's a hate, it's a hate crime. That's, a the, hate that's crime. the word the cops use. It, yeah. it qualifies as a hate crime. Yeah. It, it could have... It, it could be. Now... You know, most people, and here's the thing that the cops also told me: they they've had multiple runs in with this woman prior to this. Right, she that has a probably history. helped your case. Well, not in the not in the if she had pushed charges, but they said she's right. notorious for causing a disturbance, and but not at a point right. where it's arrestable. She seems to walk that line where she can't be arrested for what she's doing, but she's known to uh -huh. be a little extreme and and cause cause a disturbance, and. It was, if I had just let it go, it would have probably just been over with. But, you know, um, and you live and you learn. And, and look, yeah, I, and I, I'm, and not, I, I'm actually, I handled it as best as I could. And, but and I, not, I was starting to enjoy it. Right. And I'm not proud of what I did. Like, I, part of me, no. I'll be honest with you, Rico, part of me wants to edit that story out of the show. No, I'm not going to. But there's part of me that does because, like, I don't come off looking very good in that story. Well, but you would, but no, but you acknowledge that you, you did wrong. And I think even the most 
open-minded, liberal, free-thinking person, when they're enraged enough, will say something stupid they don't mean. Right. You know, and that's, we, we all, yeah. It, even if we're having an argument with a significant other that we love, and you're just like, you're just a fucking cunt. You don't mean, you don't necessarily think your, your, your partner is a cunt or, or even like using the word. But I will, yeah. I'm not, I will, I'm not trying to, I mean, it's, it's no. a real murky line. It is. And I, I'll say this, that, that Deb and I have had some pretty serious fights over the last year. And I'm not getting into what they're about. That's not anyone else's business. No, no disrespect to our audience because I've said I will be as open as humanly possible with our show. But there are certain things I'm going to keep under wraps. That's one of them. But Rigo, you do know what some of those fights have been about. I and do. I have said some fucked up shit to Deb in the, in the heat of the moment of those fights. I have said right. some fucked up shit to Deb. And, and maybe some of it's deserved. Maybe some of it's not. That's not really what I'm here to debate. But to you, just to, to back your point that sometimes, and I love Deb. I love Deb to death. And we've had some rough moments over the last 18 months, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so yeah. No, no, I gotta, I gotta finish the punchline. Oh, Let's I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. So the, so the punchline was, I said, man, why don't you go back to your fucking country? Nicely done, sir. And she, and she said, I'm in my fucking country. I'm an American. I said, no, you're European. Go back to fucking Europe. Good, well, well played, Rico. Mean that. I mean yeah. that. I, I may, came off a little cockier than I meant it to. No, but well played. And then the, she fucking, then we we argued for like another two minutes. And I said, you you know how I know you're fucking racist? Because you support Trump. And she's like, that's none of your fucking business for I support. I said, who'd you vote for? She's like, that's none of your fucking business. And I said, okay, that means you vote for Trump. And well, not too I much said, she you... said that President Trump was going to make her country better again. Exactly. So I was like, you already fucking told me who you vote for, but I want to hear it from your fucking lips that you still support this guy. And she said, I, I, this is this is what got her storming off. I <sighs> The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. Said, Trump has, the only person Trump has hired that's done their job correctly is Stormy Daniels. Oh, Rico, that's classic. I fucking love it. And oh, she said awesome. this. She said the sex life of the president is no one's fucking business. I said, did you want Bill Clinton impeached when he got a blowjob? She's like, that's beside the point. I'm like, that is the fucking point. Yep. And then she got her fucking car and stormed and like drove to her fucking car like a bat out of hell. 
And I was trying to like, at that moment, I was trying to see if I could read her license plate because I really wanted to call the cops and say, there's an erratic middle-aged woman driving angrily, swerving all the road. I think she's Mexican. Well, you got to be careful with just that. So, but just so if a cop pulls her over and says, we got a report that a Mexican was driving, she can fucking be racially profiled like how she did to me and be like, I'm not Mexican. Yeah, but that that can come back to bite you in the ass for false yeah, information. But, well, I, I, I luckily it didn't happen. But for a yeah, split yeah, yeah. second, I was like, "What? how can I fuck with this woman just a little bit more? And right. it didn't happen. So that's the end of the story. But I, I never, it was so bizarre that I've known people personally who've been racially profiled, whether they're black or Hispanic. Or, or just being profiled for being gay or trans or, or transgender. I had never been in that scenario, with the exception of being being a little kid and arguing with a student like like eight years old. And they're them it, just because kids are stupid. This one kid who was black said, "Go back to your country." Right. Which which is just it's just I didn't really view it as being racist. I viewed it as him just being stupid. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. This one no, there's being fucking racist. I, and there is a definitive line between stupid and racism. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, yeah, or, well, yeah, 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 yeah. And and no, I mean sometimes they 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 blend together, but there are so all times where it's clearly def- defined that you're just stupid versus racist. You know? Well, I'll put it to you plainly: you're not homophobic, but what you said and what you did was stupid. Oh, I know completely. you enough to know that you're not homophobic. No. Because if I was gay, you'd still be on the, you'd still, you know, you'd not like, oh, well, you're gay. I'm not going to have a fucking, you know, episode. No, but you know what? I will, I will tell you, Rico, that, uh, let me tell you a story. You were talking about how you know I'm not homophobic, and I'm not. But I will be honest with you, there was a point in my life where I was. There really, Uh really was. I was probably about 18, 18 years of age. And I was, I wasn't to the level of like they should all be killed and things like that. You know what I mean? Like I never took it to the level of like hurting people, but I certainly was like, get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? Like I was that kind of thing. And I, I would have been Mm -hmm. strongly against like gay marriage and things like that, which I'm all for now. Like I'm strong supporter of the LGBTQ yeah. community or whatever, how many fucking letters are. And I don't say that to be disrespectful, <laughs> but I've, I've lost track. Because it's something like fucking like 10 letters now. It's some ridiculous length of, of lettering. But, I think they added the T for your LB, LGBT. It used to be LGBTQ, and now I think there's like four more. I'm not shitting you. Like, there's a bunch. Um, yeah, but in here, for the, to reiterate, that doesn't mean we're homophobic. It just means we're ignorant when it comes to Yes. How much you? We're, we're, we, it's hard to keep up. Honestly. It is. It is because every. I feel like every week they're adding a new letter, and I'm again. That's not uh, meaning a homophobia. It just means that I can't keep track of where we're at with the number of letters. You know. It's just. It's eventually. It might just become where it's just the entire alphabet just picked up. You know what it. You know what it makes me think of, and and it fills our required Marvel reference for the episode is in Iron Man one when they're talking about Shield, and he keeps saying out the strategic homeland, the strategic- whatever. <laughs> and he's like, "We need to work on sorting it." You know, <laughs> it reminds me of that. And then by the end of the episode, by the end of the movie, they're like, "Just call a Shield." You know, like they need they need to do that. 
with the, uh, with that community. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, I but I, I I struggled with it. I was I was really like get away from me. And I met the band dubbed in English, the guys who do our opening do our opening theme music. And right. I was working with them for about a month, and. My gaydar was terrible. I, I'd argue it's still probably pretty bad. Like, I'm not good at picking out when someone's a, a homosexual. And it, one day the keyboardist wasn't at practice for some reason or another, and the reason's irrelevant. And it came up that he's gay. And they were asking me mm. if I was okay with it because I was so early into the band. They'd all known him for years at that point. So for them, it was old hat. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it didn't make me want to leave the band. I had, I'd already was pretty pot committed at that point and loved the music and, and whatever. And then not long after that, we were recording at our first, the EP that the, um, 96 Reasons, the theme music comes off of. And, I don't know if you've ever been around for the recording of an album, but they, it needs, it's usually done in pieces. You can do it what's called live, and live is where all the instruments play at the same all time, the same time, and the singer sings. But then they all, even though it's in a studio and not on stage, but then there's another way to record where you literally do like an instrument at a time. And then the vocals uh-huh. last. And we were going that route. That's the route we were going. So the keyboards were not really recording that night, but we all would still show up to kind of support the band and, and you know, have each other's backs or whatever. What's that? Boost morale. Yeah, absolutely. And the keyboardist, and I'm going to mention his name because I don't think he'd care. And honestly, he's become a very close friend of mine. His name is Dino. And that's legitimately his name. What's that? Like my cat? Yeah, like your cat. But his name is Dino. And, and I mean, you want to talk about Italians. I've met his family. It's, yeah, I'll give you his last name off, off air. But he's. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Dino and I sat down and had like a, oh, I guess it was like a two-hour conversation about him and his orientation. Because they had told him that they told me. And that I guess I guess I had given off a bit of a uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't flat out be like, well, fuck him and blah 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 blah. But I guess I showed that I was uncomfortable in some way. You you looked at him a whole new type of way, and you were just looking at him with like 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 you had met him. Well, not for the even first Dino, not even Dino. But I'm saying I guess I had given that vibe off to the rest of the band. So I guess they said mm-hmm. something to him, not in a like CJ doesn't like you kind of way, but like. You know, we had this conversation with him, and he seems a little uncomfortable, whatever. So Dino approached me, and we sat down, and we we talked for a long time. Like I said, a couple of hours. And mm-hmm. by the end of it, I, I had a whole new respect for Dino. Like, a ton of new respect for him. And it had completely... I don't want to say at that moment it didn't completely change my perspective, but then I got to spend the next two years with him in this band and get to know him and some of the people in his circle, which a lot of them were also homosexuals or bi. And so I got, I spent a lot of time in that, in that culture. Are you familiar with what a fairy is? The the colloquial term for fairy, like, yeah, like a very effeminate homosexual. No, a fairy is actually someone who, they, these are homosexual people who dress up in animal costumes and 
and perform oh, you mean sex. A furry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Furry. I think you're saying. I think you're saying fairy. No, 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 no. Not that. Not no, no, no. Furry. That's like, what. Yeah, furry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I know what a furry is. Yeah. Okay. He was the head of the the Philadelphia chapter of the furries. Like. Well, for the record, furries aren't homosexual. They they, they could be well, any orientation. Yes, that's it's true. Just, well, uh, that's it's true. Ju- it's just dressing up in a fucking animal costume and getting your freak on. I mean, whatever. But and 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 I'm saying this from having experience spending time with Dino. A lot of them are of the homosexual orientation, but you're right; they're not all of them are. But it seems like a majority of them are. Um, just right. from my experience, at least the people I've talked to. From what you know, yeah, yeah, from what I know. Um, and it by the end of it, my by the end of my time with dubbed in English, my entire perspective changed. One hundred percent. No, I didn't become a furry. But I did I did respect the culture. I respected him. I I became a huge supporter. Um you know, I, I, I voted for gay rights when, when the vote came up. You know, like I'm I'm very much a supporter and my whole perspective has changed and, and you, I, you became a you one eighty. That's what you did. Yeah, completely. Compl- and 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 no, one eighty would have been hold on. Yeah, no, one eighty's right. Yeah, one eighty's okay. right. Yeah. Um, and, and I give all the credit to Dino for that. He's the one that, and it wasn't because he did anything specific or said anything specific. It was because I got to spend time with him and I know this is going to sound a lot worse than it sound or than I mean it, but he, I got to see that he, he and anyone else who was homosexual was just as regular as I was. They just had a different yeah. preference. But I was young. I, keep in mind, I was nineteen, twenty, and I I lived a pretty sheltered life. I mean, my mom didn't like lock me in the house. I was out and around and doing my thing, but I wasn't exposed to that prior to Dino. Well, also to be fair, you were raised Catholic, which does yes. have something to do with it. So yeah, no, you were probably. You know, yeah, probably. You know, it was That's just probably it was true. just the doctrine of being like you know this is bad. So you grew up thinking this is bad. Yeah, and by by the time I met Dino, I had well removed myself from the church. But you're probably right. There's probably truth in your statement. I'm just saying, you know, just as a point of reference. But um, I is you know, is Philly uh considered like is I mean, it's Philly considered like sort of a I don't want to I don't want to trash Philly or Jersey or even sure. the, the uh, East Coast, but you know, California is more considered liberal. Would you could would you consider um? the east coast more of a conservative part of the world and you know new york new jersey philly you know it's all kind of i think the the northeast is primarily liberal um but to say the whole east coast no i think there's definitely some conservatism i'm just asking if like if the community that you lived in also reflected your your point of view if that also no i i i don't think so I, I, it's hard to say, Rico. I honestly, I, I don't think so. I think mine was, I think my perspective and my dislike for homosexual people at that point in my life came from two places. One, I think, like you mentioned, being raised Catholic probably had something to do with it, even if on a subconscious uh-huh. level. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. there was nobody I can remember clearly going, you know, gays are bad, blah, 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 blah. I mean, yes, they talked about it, but not in a, like, you should be hateful and that kind of thing, just in a what right. religion states. Um, right. And then I think the rest of it was just ignorance, just not knowing yeah. any better. Do you know what I mean? It well, wasn't... It's all, 
it's all all of it is is all ignorance. It's it's either it's either ignorance that you you don't know the you don't know the truth or you haven't talked to somebody or it's ignorance the fact that you were raised that way or it's ignorance that you you know the truth but you're being ignorant enough where you're going to deny the truth. Right. And 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 that happens and fortunately it didn't happen with me but like and and I'll tell you that my time with dubbed in English is and I don't think we've ever really talked about it in the episode and we can talk about it no. more in depth at another time but is one of the most beneficial and, and and influential moments portions of my life those two years are some of the best memories i have of my entire life i i miss i miss them dearly the band hasn't played together in almost two decades at this point but right. like it, it just that there was a sense of family and and i love those guys like family and like family we fight you know, like, yeah. and, and sometimes we don't talk to each other for years, but, right. and, and I can't speak for them, but any one of them could call me tomorrow and I'd be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about that band and those guys in that band. That's, that's, and, and, and Dino no more than anybody else. And that's kind of my point, right. you know, like is he, he, I don't think about any less. And, and, Going back to my story about what happened to the GameStop, as soon as I said it, as soon as the words came out of my mouth, the first thing I thought of was Dino. Now, he's not a woman, of course, but right. it's still a racial slur. Or not well, a racial slur, but a, a homosexual slur. It's a homophobic slur. slur. Yeah, yeah, a homophobic slur. And I immediately thought of Dino, and I was disgusted with myself for having right. done it because I was disrespecting Dino and the other homosexual friends that I have. You know, right. so, um, yeah. So that's well, to, to, to reiterate, I, I, even though I grew up in a very liberal part of the United States, which is what is also the most frustrating part about my encounter with this woman is that Berkeley, Oakland is supposed to be the, one of the most liberal parts of the country. And I've been watching all this fucking racial homophobic shit on Facebook and on YouTube. And a lot of it is in the Bay area. All that, you know, that, um, that woman who, that white woman who just, you know, called the cops on people having a barbecue. That is like, I didn't hear about that. I didn't even hear about that. There's this whole, there's this white woman who called other cops because these black guys were, these black people were having a fucking barbecue at a park next to the lake. It's, it's called grand lake. And, there have been barbecues done there for years. And the guy even said, like, I've been doing this for 40 years. What are you talking about? And her, her main concern was, you're not supposed to do that because of the cold. The, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. 
Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Could start a fire. You know, and they even went to the sign. This is the rules say you could do this as long as you're in a safe environment, blah, blah, blah. And she called the cops, and this was a whole big deal like six months ago. And I, for a split second, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I recognize her. I think she's a customer. But wow. it turns out she wasn't because I found out her real name, which I won't – I don't remember it, but even if I did, I wouldn't say it on the Yeah, end. there's no point. Um, yeah. There's no point. I mean, and but I looked her up to see if she had an account. She didn't have an account. Um, there's so a, I was wrong Just real quick, there's a comedian I listen to, Greg Proops. He also does a podcast. And one of the things he does is he does not – whenever there's like these mass shootings or whatever – or these terroristic acts, he refuses yeah. to mention the the perpetrator by name, even if the name's been released, because he right. feels like it gives them the credit they're trying to get. And exactly. I would say this, and I would say the same thing for people like this woman that you're talking about, or even if you'd gotten the name of the woman who fought with you in the parking lot, she doesn't deserve the two minutes of fame that she'd get. No, she doesn't. And and at the same time, even if these people are hateful and racist and blah blah. blah should they be fired from their jobs? Yes. Should they be Should they be lynched in the street? No. You know, the punishment should be sound, but it shouldn't be to the extreme. Sure. I don't want this sure. woman to have her fucking house egged or anything like that. I yeah, think she. Yeah. I think she needs to go through uh, something similar with, with what you went through, which is yeah. she needs to sit down and talk to someone and have her eyes fucking open. Um, I, I'm so yeah, grateful to Dino for that. I will never honestly, be able to. Honestly, yeah. you know, I don't think you're going to get any hate for this because you're worried about coming off as, as homophobic. But but you're you're not. I, I don't think you will because you made the steps to learn, and that's you're not. You know, you may be ignorant in some areas. Still, you may not know what, everything. Yeah, you know, that's our, that's our point. Is we don't know everything about what the LGBT fucking automatopoeia uh, is, <laughs> is fucking, you know, goes through. And even me just making a joke about that, I could get some flack from that. But honestly, no, I, homosexual, I, well, homosexuals do have a good sense of humor. I was going to say, I know some pretty, I know some, some, you know, lesbian and gay people that have pretty good humor. And, and I've joked with them about the, the length of this thing and how it keeps getting longer. And they've even kind of joked with me like yeah it's getting a little out of hand but they but they also they also point out and i just want to say this real quick is that the reason it keeps growing is because everyone and their specific orientation deserve to be represented they shouldn't be just lumped into like two or three and i get that too and i respect that you know so you know you know the comedian pat Oswalt. absolutely yeah he did this great bit i think it was on one of his most recent specials on netflix and I encourage, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Patton Oswald. I, when his wife died, my heart fucking broke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the fuck was her name? Uh, 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 yeah. Anne Mac, uh, McNamara, I knew it was her last name. I don't remember, <clears throat> but I'll tell you this. I, I, I am so happy that the last act that she did on this planet was get that fucking guy arrested from like. Seriously. That's awesome. Talk about going out of the fucking bang, man. So Patton fucking did this great bit. Where he's actually like more or less having the same point of view as us, which is I fully support the homosexuals and the gay and lesbians and all that, but it's hard to keep track with what they're called and how many fucking letters there are. And he said, you have, he's like, you just got to work with me. 
I will, I will fucking wave the flag and I will wave your banner and I will show up at the at the totally. parades. But you have got to understand that it's hard for for some people like me to catch up. And he said, and here's the thing: there are two type of people. There is the and he and he did the voices and he did the phrasing. He said, there is someone. He's like, I'm going to give you two impressions. One of them is going to sound like the homophobic piece of shit. And then if you listen to the words to the other person, you're going to notice a giant shift. Because he said people who are intelligent enough and homophobic enough will learn those words. And they will use those words to fucking attack the homopho uh, homosexual community. And he basically did it like this. And if you can find the, the audio clip, CJ, I encourage you to put it in. Okay, um, I'll look for I could not be a more committed, progressive, feminist, pro-gay, pro-transgender person, but I cannot keep up with the fucking glossary of correct terms, goddammit. I'm trying. I want to help, but holy fuck. They it's like a secret club password. They change it every week, and then you're in trouble. That's not the word we use. Fuck, you just, it was last week. I have hemorrhoids, my ass is falling out. I wanna help. I know I'm an old cis white motherfucker, but don't give me shit because I didn't know the right term. What the fuck? And look, I just... I will always change. I will always try to learn the new terms but you gotta give me some fucking wiggle room, all right? My ass is falling out. I'm trying, I'm trying. And by the way, I don't know if you know, if you get hung up on words, then you're gonna let a lot of evil motherfuckers slip through because evil people learn the correct terms very quickly. I don't know if you noticed that. They're the first ones to learn it so they can smuggle their evil shit through by saying everything correctly, even though they're hiding really bad shit in it. And a lot of times the good guys, eh, they fuck up a couple of words, but listen to their heart. All right, I'm gonna give you two guys right now. One of them is a good guy and one of them is a bad guy. I'm not gonna tell you which one. See if you can spot the good guy and the bad guy. Here's guy number one. While I happen to be heteronormative and certainly respect people who uh, have alternate lifestyles, including gay, bi, uh, lesbian, transgendered, omni or pansexual, I still think that heteronormative uh, behavior is a biological imperative, at least for propagating the species, and I uh, believe that that does deserve the highest priority. That was guy number one. Here's guy number two. If a couple of fags want to get married or some dykes, they want to be men, how the fuck does that affect you, asshole? You know? And then the whole, listen, hey, uh, if, if there's, a, there's some tranny out there it's like, hey, I don't want a, I don't want a dick no more. I want a, I want a vagina. Then boom, guess what? It's, a, it's a she now, or whatever the fuck, she it. I don't know. Whatever they want to call themselves, that's it. Don't affect you any. So if you see some guy, I don't care if he's got a chooch. It looks like a Boris Karloff horror movie. We gotta, well, you gotta share the planet with that guy, all right? Or that girl. I don't fucking know. Let they'll tell me, right? Second guy was the good guy, <laughs> who probably looks like an asshole, 
probably is wearing, you know, kind of rednecky shit. First guy is probably at a nice coffee bar, sipping a really, oh, this is a wonderful uh, Tanzanian pea berry that was. So what he's saying is, let them be people. I don't care. Let them be happy. But he comes off very ignorant sounding. And then he said, uh, I, because of my religious uh, background, I don't believe that homosexuals or lesbian people or trans or or uh, transgender people should uh, qualify for the same rights. And so he's doubling this whole thing where he, the second guy sounds eloquent, sounds polite, sounds intelligent. He's using all the words. He's using all the correct pronunciations. But he's saying the most hateful shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you yeah. and I, call, you and I fall in the middle, which is we're not fucking be like, ah, these faggots deserve to be happy. We're just like, we just want to know, you know, we 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 support the cause. We just don't have a hard time keeping track. You know, yeah, all, I, I view it as the same thing of trying to keep up with today's slang. Yeah, well, I, no, listen, I'll I'll tell you the last two things about Dino, and I think we should move on. Um, the one thing I will tell you is the. The way I ended that conversation with Dino was I told him that, like, I think that, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. And I'm not going to judge you and I'm not going to give you shit, but please don't hit on me. And I said it as calmly and respectfully as I can say it. And almost the same way I think I would say it to some girl I wasn't attracted to. You know, like, I tried to, you know, <sighs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 keep in mind, this was 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I, and I still feel that way. I'd prefer not to be hit on, but I mean, I, I think I'd be less shitty about it now than I would have been 20 years ago. And even then, I don't think I would have been less shitty about it, but I would have been, I would have been more uncomfortable than I would be now. We'll put it that way. And then, go ahead. You sure. look like you want to say something. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. And then the last I, thing. I'm, I'm just- I, I, I think we need to, to just move on after this. But the one thing I will tell you is, because this is funny, and it's a good way to end it, like on some humor, right? I went to a show. I was, I, I, at one point when I was working with Dubbed in English, I'd gotten to be known as a promoter. I'd gotten a pretty good reputation as a promoter for just doing shows in general, not just Dubbed in English shows. So I had, peop- I had venues starting to call me at one point saying, hey, can you bring a show to my venue and, and help me out? And most times I'd put Dubbed in English on the bill, but every so often they couldn't do it because they had other kind of commitment or whatever um and one of those times some of the guys from the band still came out to support me so they came out to the show bought tickets because it helped you know whatever and (laughs) dino showed up completely in drag which i don't have a problem (laughs) with my my point for bringing it up is i had a 20 minute conversation with him before i realized it was dino totally just no idea that it was dino and talk to him for 20 fucking minutes. And then he's like, dude, CJ, you know it's me, right? I'm like, what the fuck? And it turned out to be Dino. And I, and I had no negative feelings about it. It made me laugh. I laughed out loud. I almost fell over. I was laughing so hard. Um, and not at there, him, there but just because of how how much he just duped me. You know, because he was wearing a wig, so he looked not he just looked nothing like himself, and it was hysterical. It, 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 it reminds me of Mallrats, where Jason Lee puts on uh, uh, panties over his pants, and he says, I would have made a sexy chick! Yeah, but, yeah, it was great. So, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. This was definitely a lot heavier than I think either of us had intended, but I think we covered some things that needed to be talked about, and I'm really, I agree. really glad that you guys have sat through it, I hope. So, if you if you can learn anything from this from this episode, that's that's all we we want. It's just that 
CJ and I both can acknowledge that we are not perfect. No. Uh, but we at least try to remedy ourselves. If we say something bad, we want to improve ourselves. We want to keep our anger in check. Uh, we want we want people to be good people. And that's the whole thing that I learned from this is that this woman, in her own mind's eyes, she thinks she was a good person. If you say hateful shit like that and mean it, and even if after you're told, I'm not what you think I am, I'm just a person minding my own, my own business, and you still are in that mindset of, no, fuck you, you're a, you're a horrible Mexican and you get out of my country, then you need to keep, you need to think about your life. And if and any of our viewers, if they, if they uh, feel that way, I don't want you to be my viewer. Well, okay. I would, I would take it a step back and just say, I hope maybe we gave you an insight to a different perspective and a chance to, I hope you get an insight, but if my, if our opinions and our stories didn't change your opinion, one iota and you still think, yeah, that one was correct. You know, that's, that's a problem. And that's good night, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the heaviness. I know we didn't intend to go there, but yeah. sometimes this show just goes where it wants, and here we are. Yeah, we, so. we we planned on talking about something lively and enjoyable, but you know what? Life cannot always be lively and enjoyable. The next time we get together, it will be all fun content, I promise. So thank you Absolutely. guys for, for listening, and have a great night. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show, or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Podeskew PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. The correct terminology clip is from Patton Oswalt's 2016 Netflix comedy special, Talking for Clapping. Patton has two specials currently airing on Netflix. Go check those out after you're done listening to us. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Yay, Rico. I got nothing, man.
se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.